Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Put on your booties, listeners. It's going to be a cold one, or whatever they say in Groundhog's Day. <laughs> and the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. <laughs> Try to go uh, deep, deep, enough to, deep enough to do like an anime villain thing without putting any sort of like racial inappropriate stank on it. Yeah, I didn't realize how, how hard of a row that was going to be to hoe until I got in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to pull the reference, but it was just... Deep and generic enough that I was like, this could be any number of things. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't want to, if I wanted to do an actual reference to anyone, I feel like it would be racist immediately. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> we like to bury our racist. I mean, don't get me wrong. This show is plenty racist and everyone knows yeah. it. But we like to bury it after the first, it, like, you have to get past the first five minutes of that. Otherwise, your show will never be profitable. Uh, the, uh, podcasting tips from us, the podcasting millionaires, letting you know how you mm-hmm. one day yourself could be a podcasting millionaire. Yeah, so. and also d- don't forget, don't forget, folks. Pro tip: when you narrowly avoid being racist, make sure to call out how narrow of a miss it was, so everyone can know <laughs> exactly how close you were to racism. Well, looking, at, looking at all these very successful podcasters, uh, I think if we want to make money, we're not racist enough because uh, we'll get to it in the bush. But wow. <sighs> Yep. I, I, I wish to God that I had like soundboard control or whatever right now because I would immediately 
go in for a fake racist joke and then fake pull the plug on us and just go in like test pattern noise. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we would do the same like the Simpsons, the the whole screen with the, the drunk camera operator. Like Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 those sorts of jokes are classics because they work. I mean that, like, if, uh, again, it's it's all theater of the mind. Imagine how racist we could be, and then imagine this funny text, like like test pattern button. It would be hilarious. Imagine this much better show that you're not getting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're three with a podcast. We haven't even begun to touch on anti-Semitism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I I hate seeing how much money shitbags make. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's super depressing. I mean, it's really, really wonderful. Like the things that like people can monetize in, in America where it's just, are you just an absolute monster here? Here's a pile of money because there are people that really like, because you have to go to these like alternate media streams in order to get that message out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, so people are just like, well, we can't, we, we can't even get on Fox or Newsmax with this shit, but you're doing a podcast that's getting numbers of some sort here you go here's a pile of money keep doing it because we need to get people into the clutches of the alt-right and you're one of the ways we can do that so uh, how about how about kyle rittenhouse hawking that video game during uh, during the thanksgiving (laughs) season which i'm saying before the boosh segment because i don't have any of the facts at all in front of me but it's just like wow what a fucking what, what a clown of a world we live in where that kid gets to hawk anything and just being like, remember that time I killed those people and got away with it? Time to give me money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> like, 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 no publishing company bit on OJ Simpson's crazy memoirs, right? Like that was the thing that was supposed to come up, but didn't because everybody was just like, ooh. Or did it actually come out? Wow. I think I think if it came out like that, the he got like all the profits like taken from him because he lost the civil case. He lost the civil case to the families of the people he totally didn't murder. So like any money he would have made from something where he was like, "Hey, I may have killed those people. Who knows?" Like that, that yeah, money would have. No, it, it came out. It's up on Amazon. I did it. Confessions of a Killer by O.J. Simpson. It came out three years ago. That's oh, that, that's got to be a different one, right? Like the. <laughs> Also, is that one called I Did It? Yeah. I Did then, It, the, colon, Confessions of a Killer by O.J. Simpson. I, See, I want to say the thing, the thing I'm thinking of was much from much longer ago, and it was called If I Did It. And it was O.J. Right, Simpson's that's, that's being like, hypothetically, here's how I would have murdered those people if I had, which I did not. <laughs> anyway, no. the, the end result is it's fucked up that people in America can make money off of the murders they get away with. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, that's what that, that's what I was about to say uh, before we did, went down the OJ sidetrack. Was I can't wait for uh, Kyle Rittenhouse to be on some D list uh, reality show and like the subtitle under his name is Kyle Rittenhouse, like uh, professional, pro- famous murderer. Like, what are you famous for, Kyle? Oh, I killed people. That, that's what I'm famous for. I Which famous video game murderer. was he promoting? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm sure some indie trash that some right wing lunatic made for yeah. him, where it's just like you, you know. Uh, property defender 2022. This is why I didn't put it in the bush. I don't know what the game is, or because I, I saw Kyle Kyle Rittenhouse promotes video game, and I was just like, yeah, I don't want to know any more about this. Mm. My, my my life is already grim enough without needing to know any more information about this one. But I can yeah, see uh, I can see both you you and Mike Raids doing some research right now. So I guess yeah, let's. I, let, I, let, I, let, I now, let, I now if, have a quieter keyboard. 
So I mean, yeah. I can still hear it. So I, I, I guess what we should do is, uh, Mike, how about you just hit the button that does that boosh bump, and then we can get further down the rabbit hole. <laughs> L steering the sh- the ship of Hellworld smoothly as always. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse bush. I love the line between uh, us bullshitting amuse bush and uh, news. It's it's pretty. It can be pretty gray on occasion. It's just kind of we, kind of what we're feeling when we're laying these out. Because <laughs> yeah, well, th- this became more than a riff once you guys both started researching a thing. Like, so you guys both head down into your keyboards as if though you were like uh, checking to see what the fuck this information was. So I guess let's just up, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse upgraded as well he should be from <laughs> from from light riff to a booze boosh. Yes. Yeah, so his his game is called the uh, Turkey Shoot, and basically it was a Thanksgiving-themed thing where you run around shooting turkeys, and the turkeys have labels on them, like Fake News and MSDNC and FNN, which I guess is Fake News Network instead of CNN. So it's basically run around and shoot things the way I did. Again, Kyle Rittenhouse, professional, a famous murderer. So it's just, it's so... The idea that you, like someone making this game was like, you know who we need to get on this game to promote it? Cause that this is the audience, our target audience, Kyle Rittenhouse. He's our target audience. I'm sure they were very mad that the, the cop that killed George Floyd was not available to them, that that guy's in, in jail for forever, hopefully. Yeah. And they're like, fuck, can we, can that, can you, can you let him out on parole for the weekend? Just so you can do a shoot for us and like talk about how like murdering your enemies is good and like buy this game because I'm a terrible person and I support the game that you should be buying. Can you imagine the horrible DLCs that could be available for that game? There's all, all manner of terrible things that you could shoot in Turkey oh, form. Endless. <sighs> yes. Oh, truly, uh, truly a very well-designed engrossing and captivating game and not a shameless, ca- not a shameless cash grab no. <laughs> that's, that's trading on Kyle Rittenhouse's name and trying to make a quick buck. Now L is the one laying racist traps for his co-hosts. Like the the DLCs for that all lead down a very disgusting road. <laughs> I just I just said I literally said imagine. I wasn't asking you guys to say anything. I said yeah. the word imagine. That yeah. implies silence. <laughs> <laughs> L did in fact not say, "Hey Mike, explain the horrifying content in the DLCs." Yeah, hey, hey Mike, what, what would be a hilarious turkey shirt for a DLC for this racism game? <laughs> the implication was there. Also, uh, there's a bunch you could do without crossing the line, like POC. That seems like it would be a perfectly acceptable, fucking awful shirt for them to put in this as a DLC. For like, if you do want to be extra racist, here's one that says POC or even AOC. Am I right? Just a shirt that says <laughs> AOC. You're not using a likeness or anything. It's just like you could totally get away with it and just be like, really let your racism freak frag fly. Yeah, you just have to lie and say it was anything but what it was. And, yeah, it's the, uh, it's the uh, America Obscurity Channel or whatever. Who cares? It's, it's, a, it's a fake news network. It's all, it's all fake make-em-ups. The letters are arbitrary. I'm yeah. calling for violence against a sitting congresswoman. It, it's America's overt communism. Duh. Why did you take it that way? It's You're the one who has the problem, triggered lib. Yeah. Yeah, the sort of flimsy plausible deniability that I'm sure they use anytime anybody tries to call them out on using like a 14 or an 88. Oh, con- Constantly, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's just the way it works out, man. It's like, duh, 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 duh. yeah. 
Steven Crowder actually like posted something that was literally 14 words and it was clunky. It was very obvious there should have been like another word added or subtracted. I forget which. But he worked hard. He just wanted to get a 14 word statement up there. And he, and 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 our beautiful boy, our dumb racist sack of shit who wishes he was relevant. Uh, he made it. So congratulations, buddy. You you <laughs> Nazi dog whistled and got yourself on our uh, our Z list podcast. Combobulations of Lizard Girth. You're the greatest. He's more relevant than I'd like in that. Like, well, I don't know if I I, I assume I'd still know his name, even if I didn't do this podcast. But uh, I have I wonder sometimes because I, yeah. I like. With what's coming up later, I had to ask myself, like, I definitely only know about Nick Fuentes because of this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, our, our boy went to Sizzler. Our boy got big time uh, this week. So, yeah, con- yeah, congrats to him. He, he really and also, Michael was there. Weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that uh, in the future. But before yeah. we do that, we have to move on in our amuse boost segment from the, the surprise, uh, I guess, Ultimate Warrior-style intro into the ring of Kyle Rittenhouse and his stupid turkey game to what was actually supposed to be our first amuse bouge item, the list, a mysterious yeah. list uh, of which I know nothing about. But I can't imagine it's too juicy because it's in the boosh and not in the news segment. So, Mike, what is yeah. the list? So the list was basically something that got posted on some really small right-wing Telegram channels about evil QAnon accounts, evil, like, anti-QAnon, anti-right accounts that are bad. And we, once once uh, based Elon uh, returns us to the digital battlefield, we need to harass, report, destroy these evil accounts. And the thing about this list is that it's incredibly scattershot. It's really incoherent. Like libs of TikTok was on it. There was a bunch of other like really obvious right wing uh, Twitter accounts that were there. And there were other people that were super minor. But uh, the the most important part about this list is that I was not on it. And I am very upset about that. <laughs> I've put in the work to make yeah, a list. How, like did this. You, how did you not make it on some QAnon hit list? Boo! No wonder, no wonder we're not podcast millionaires yet. What right. happened to your juice? What I happened know. to the promise of the juice? If I don't know. If we can't get liberal hate, we need conservative hate. Yeah, and uh, and and to let you know who was around there, um, Q Talk and Karma both made the list, so they were they, they're they're baddies. But but old poker, nope. I, I I don't I don't cut it I don't rate so that I mean was... to be fa- to be fair they both do rule uh, and you know we're, we're obviously we're they're obviously friends of the show uh, we've we've talked to to Carver despite the fact that she alleges she comes from a place that I'm not convinced exists Australia yeah. <laughs> yes like a, a, a place that that is so whimsical and fake I use it as the punchline for where Rod is building his kill dozer. <laughs> Yes. Just kidding, Australia. I love you. I, I love a lot of the stuff that. that you do. I know what Round the Twist is. There's my bona fides. Uh, I grew up watching some Round of the Twist. If you know, you know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, I nodded my head. I I I remember watching that, and I also just recently watched a YouTube video on the history of it. Was Under the Umbrella Tree also an Australian thing? Okay, we're getting we're getting real off the deep here. I Never have mind. no idea what you're uh, talking about now. Really, Under the Umbrella Tree? Well, uh, that that haha, I got him. One of the few times I've gotten Sarge with a reference. Do you know about <laughs> the space, the time traveling space koalas? That one's a. 
Is that like a show or uh, like yeah, uh, it was a show? Oh, uh, then no. I guess then I guess we feature parody. <laughs> Obscure Australian media parody. I can't wait for somebody from Australia to just be like, "What are you guys on about all yeah, those things from Britain? All those things are from Britain. You're all racist." <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that counts as racism, but whatever sort of ism it counts as, we are it. Uh, anyway, um, so <laughs> Lord Christ. So, Mike, you didn't make this hit list. How is yeah. that possible? I, I thought you were. I, I thought I thought you were a perpetual thorn in the side of these rubes. Oh, it's really funny because uh, Awakened Outlaw, who's one of the big grifters in We the Media, literally put a fo- put a post up with uh, me wearing a mask uh, from back in the day. When again, my I was on Good Morning America. You can see my face. It's it's not yeah. it, it's not <laughs> hidden. Um, and he was like, "Just so you know, Porker, when when we get our accounts back, we're coming for you." But uh, apparently, apparently, this list uh, I just whoever made it wasn't didn't didn't hate me enough to do it to, to add me into the list of five thousand. So that was really odd. Now the other thing about this list oh is God, again, it's five thousand people deep, and you didn't make it. You didn't make I know. top five thousand mm. in the QAnon. What the fuck? I know, I know. It's enraging. It's absolutely enraging. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to what is apparently the last episode of Adventures <laughs> of Hell World. <laughs> well, what are we even doing here? <laughs> exactly. Again, libs of TikTok is a greater enemy to the QAnon movement than I am. So uh, it's, wait, they it's don't possible. like libs of TikTok. That thing's a huge. That's the thing. Is like the list people people looking at the list think it was probably just like some of it was generated with AI. Some of it mm. was generated by one of these things where like you just start with one person you hate, then like follow all the people that are following them and blow out the list from there. But that so, can't possibly be true because then you would be on that list. I would you would think, but I, I may have not been where the, the 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 connection points were. It's really strange. And the other thing about the list is again, it was like tiny right wing telegram channels like propagated it, and then some left wingers on Twitter grabbed it and they just blew it up. And like that was the thing. A lot of people were like, Why are you making a big deal about this list? You're only giving oxygen to it now when before no one was even looking at it. So both the list itself. But I have an answer to that, and that, and the answer is because people are stupid fucks. Like everyone is a stupid dummy, and everyone's first impulse is to say a thing, and it takes willpower to resist that impulse. And I give credit to most people that most of the time they don't say the thing, but everyone is going to fuck up sometimes, and that is why I keep having to see people engaging with Elon Musk on Twitter. He'll just say some inane shit. He'll just say or do something stupid on Twitter that's literally just like, I want attention. Give me some attention. And uh, you know what will happen? 40,000 people will immediately just be like, we love. Like, oh, here's your attention, Elon Musk. We're coming here to dunk on you. Ooh, get dunked on. And it's just like, what dunking are you going to do to Elon Musk that him losing $20 billion hasn't done? Like, you lost $20 billion over the past week or whatever. Like, you think you go in there and just be like, yeah, remember that time you got hair plugs? Boom, roasted. Or like, oh, your nightstand looks like a depressed dad's bazinga. And it's just like, (laughs) how about you just don't talk to the guy? (laughs) Hey, he he paid $44 billion for the right to make people. He wanted to be the main character of Twitter. So, by God, I mean... 
man. If, and, I had 40- and if you're like an Elon Musk bootlicker, I totally understand why you're lining up to lick a boot. But if you're supposed to be one of his detractors and you're just like waiting for him to post a thing so you can get in there to like get, get another, yeah, take another shot at Elon. He doesn't give a fuck about you. He does not give a fuck about you. He's like, well, just stop engaging with him. What is wrong with you? I was going to say, he's desperately afraid of uh, everyone ignoring him. And that's why, I mean, well, now he's in real danger of Apple ignoring him. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> everybody could just get to get back to ignoring him. The, the real star fucking people that are like secretly in their heart of hearts, they they really just want Elon to notice them no matter like whether or not it's for good or for bad. It will increase their chances of being noticed, too. So everybody where did, wins. Where did we put Elon's recent bullshit? Is it in the bush or am I saving it for the news? Uh, I think we didn't actually decide it was worth talking about this. Yeah. Week. But, yeah. but <laughs> I is, mean, he, I mean, he <laughs> as soon as we start talking about it. See, it's like you said, it's all real loosey goosey. Stuck yeah. his way in. But yeah, the, the big thing is, uh, Apple is very much looking at maybe just delisting Twitter because they fired their entire content moderation team and child porn is starting to creep up on Twitter again. I thankfully have not seen any, but there are reports that. Uh, if you go looking, you can maybe find it now. So hooray that. Yeah, oh, I feel but, like the but, first time something like that accidentally floats on my Twitter feed, that it means that my Twitter feed has been compromised. I'm just going to scrap the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that was the thing I, I was watching. Uh, there's There was threads about how Elon's having this tiff with, with Apple and he wants to make it about like them censoring him and yeah. to, for, about it being political. And it's it's been... What this person said is what actually what probably did actually happen was um, Twitter did some kind of update, and then when Apple did a check on things, they found bad stuff. In this case, probably child exploitation, and then they were like, "Okay, we need to call Twitter and have them make sure they fix this and proactively make sure it won't happen again." And then when they called their contacts at Twitter, they're like, "Oh, that entire department's been laid off." And then <laughs> that like, person doesn't work here anymore, right? So Apple's like, "How do we get a hold of somebody to fix this problem?" Because Apple takes their brand safety really seriously, and they don't put things in the App Store that violate that. And child exploitation is like a number one on that list. And it's probably so the e- tippy top because right. that'll so, get them sued faster than anything. And the best part about all this is like Elon himself was like, like pre- preventing child porn and exploitation is like the number one goal of Twitter. And it's like, well, yeah, you said that, but how are you doing it? And 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 QAnon, oh god, they, they oh they were so celebrated. They're like Elon's on our side. He cares about child trafficking. You know who else cares about child trafficking? Donald Trump, all about the kids, and just they were. And it's like just his own. Yep, just his own, who he wants to sleep with one of them. And it, it, it's Eric. It's a trucking twist. It's, it's Eric. But, <laughs> That'd be um, great. That, yeah. that, that, that would be the that would be the, the wacky zig would we thought he was gonna zag twist that we need to keep to keep Trump's uh, hopes alive as somewhat of relevance past twenty twenty four. Uh so let's not do that because it would be great to finally be rid of him. What what a what a world. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! What a magical world it would be to be rid of Trump forever. And also, yeah. imagine the people that are still going to be on his side if he manages to get the nomination that gets ass paddled in twenty twenty four. So he just loses back to back, and then there's still going to be people that are just like, "He's still great. You still have him. He's the greatest." 
He only lost because he was cheated. It's like, well, if he was cheated in 2020 and he knew he was going to get cheated in 2024, why didn't he more better just as prepare himself to prevent the cheating? Like, shouldn't he have been on the ball about that? Nope. Just, 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 just the, the dumb baby face wrestler who can't believe the bad guy's going to hit him in the head of a chair again. <laughs> just, I can't. He, he hit the chair. He did it again. I can't believe it. Oh man, I really did. I thought he was going to fight me on the up and up this time, but. He used the chair again. I just can't believe it. It's so wild. That clip of that, John Cena opening yeah. up the chair from the birth, the Christmas present just again yeah. and again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we all suspected, Trump's last gasps are going to be coming after a bunch of people that are his friends. Uh, like he, as he just sucks the oxygen away from everyone else and then just like manages to outlast them before crumbling himself. We'll get more to that later. Uh, yeah. but, uh, for the time being, let's, let's talk about some more positive news. Uh, a nice big fuck you to, uh, Mr. Rhodes, who was the leader of the o- Oath Keepers. What, what are they called? Correct. The, yeah. The Oath Keepers. Yeah. I got it right this time. Uh, yeah, a, a big fuck you to him for being apparently uh, brought up on and convicted of s- actual sedition charges. I hope that's yep. true, because because I'm really proud of my Roads to Sedition headline here. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> it it so, is indeed true. Why, why is being a journalist so fucking easy? I've always said that I'm a journalist. <laughs> for legal reasons, no one on this podcast is a journalist. I repeat, we're not journalists. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, he actually got, uh, as uh, someone on Twitter uh, occasionally points out when I say it, big boy sedition charges, like the real deal. Uh, him and his eye patch get to go to federal prison for, uh, as Mike told us before the podcast, a minimum of 20 years, right? Yes. Carries, yeah. uh, carries a, a mandatory minimum, not always in favor of those, but a mandatory minimum of 20 years. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, going to be missing a few federal elections uh, yeah. in there, and I don't think he's allowed to vote after that if, if he survives. Yeah. So uh, this is the uh, so this was an, a group of oath keepers. This was basically oath keeper leadership that was on trial, and um, they all got the they all got the charge of seditious conspiracy, which is uh, again the big one. And it, this was this was a uh, a charge that had not been brought against any other uh, January sixth protester in court. So uh, Elmer Stewart Rhodes, I wonder why he doesn't go by his first name because uh, Elmer doesn't doesn't have a much uh, snap to it. I mean, <laughs> uh, I know being called Stewie isn't that good, but if you are adamant about being Stewart, at least that at least that's way better than Elmer. But uh, he got uh, convicted of seditious conspiracy. He was not convicted of uh, conspiracy to obstruct a official proceeding. And I believe that was because um, the things he got acquitted for, he wasn't actually physically there. The things that he got convicted ah. of was uh-huh. because he was like in, in the text lines talking. He was guilty of obstructing an official proceeding and he was guilty of tampering with documents, which probably means he was deleting his shit once they were told, hey, we need your phones and we need you to not touch those phones or something like that. Uh, Kelly <laughs> He's just like, yeah, totally. Just let me reach into my pocket real quick. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. Kelly Meggs, who was the uh, co-conspirator, the big, the other big fish with him, uh, got nailed on everything except for destruction of government property. So they're actually probably going to do more jail time than even Stewie's going to. And there were uh, three other defendants who, um, 
Two of them got away with uh, seditious conspiracy, uh, but they got nailed for other crimes. So, like, the jury really went down the list point by point and was uh, pretty uh, good about what they thought the government got right and got wrong, which is a good sign. If they were if they were convicted of everything or acquitted of everything, that would be potentially a sign of like sloppiness. But that this was this was the biggest January six trial because almost every, all the January six protesters took deals because they were like, yeah, we were in the building, we we did it. You, the, we cannot deny this. There right. are there's so like, much footage. Right. The the people that were like fighting this are like mostly like on on the sovereign citizen kind of like this court is illegitimate. There's gold fridge on the flag. Fuck you. So it's like, yeah, okay, buddy. But, You're allowed um, to comply to me because I'm from the real United States. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm not from the corporation of the United States. That is so, not my name. I do not recognize that name. Yes. Am I, am I being detained? Yep. Oh, all of these questions. Yeah. So they, I think they went to trial for the, for the simple fact that like, you probably can't get a plea deal on seditious conspiracy that isn't like again mm, monstrous jail yeah. time, anyways. So you might as well roll the dice. And from what I was reading, uh, this the the government's case on seditious conspiracy wasn't like one hundred percent totally rock solid because the defense's argument was you can look through all the shit they did; they really didn't plan this out well. And if there's no plan, there's no seditious conspiracy. Just because you're bad at it doesn't mean it's not sedition. Yeah, like, but, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, this was, there were people who were saying that the, the defense did have something of a relevant point there, but... They had and, merit in their case. Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't gold fringe on the flag bullshit. It was an actual attempt at a real legal defense. And hmm. at the end of the day, the jury was, the jury was like, yeah, it's okay for some of them, but uh, not Stewart and his buddy Kelly. They, they're at the top of the list and they they did the big boy crime. So they're going to go to jail probably for forever. So, yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm sure Alex Jones uh, poured out a 40 for his boy, Stuart Rhodes, <laughs> not going to be on Infowars anymore. So, I mean, by the time can he, can he currently afford a 40 to pour out or... <laughs> he's got about, uh, if I understand how long uh, appeals take, he's got a clock of maybe 18 months, but the judge in Texas, no, the judge in Connecticut put a freeze on his accounts. He's not supposed to move money or spend anything other than normal living expenses. So he can afford a 40, but not more than one. Yeah, that second 40 gets him before the judge being like, hey, Alex, are, are you going to go to AA or was this a luxury purchase that we deem to be unacceptable? So <laughs> which is it? What, did you think that puffiness was natural, your honor? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. God, Your Honor, my client is red and puffy the way that only alcohol can provide, except for <laughs> oh. yeah. except for maybe some uh, some harder drugs that you don't want to admit to in front of the court. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, anyway, yeah, we're we're, I, we're ge- getting out of the Bush segment this week on a win, uh, which feels good. Uh, so let's yeah. let's let's get to the 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 weekly horror show that is our fucking headline segment. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. All right. Time for this week. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I demand that we start with the Kanye West stuff because I love seeing <laughs> the, 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 the recently newly christened yay uh, being brought down uh, by Donald Trump. I, 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 love, I love that like a combination of his mental illness and his like deciding to affiliate himself with conservative politics 
it is just immediately destroying Kanye West like empire from the inside out. So, Mike, what what did Kanye West or Ye, as he's known now, do this week? Well, the first thing that happened in this uh, week of uh, Ye drama was he had a sit down chat with uh, former President Donald Trump. And this meeting was apparently just off the rails, bonkers, batshit. Um, first, we had the fact that he had his buddy, Nick Fuentes, who is just the absolute worst human being on God's green earth. And the fact that they managed to get Fuentes within arm's reach of Trump is a sign that Trump's like retinue are totally through, asleep at the switch here. Through an Alex Jones producer, no less. Oh, outstanding. Just and Alex, an Alex Jones producer hooked up Milo and Nick with Ye and then got them uh, and then that's how they got together and then they went and had dinner with Trump. Is this the dinner where he asked Trump to be his running mate? For yes. Kanye? Okay. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> th- yeah, this is where Ye was like, look, Don, I'm running for president in 2024. I'd like you to be my vice president. I think that would work out really great for both of us. And I, I would just love to have seen Trump's reaction to this. I mean, because for as dumb, shitty, and worthless as Trump is, he fucking was president. The idea that this guy who's going to get maybe 2% of the vote in, in a Republican primary ever was like, yo, Trump, let's just let's just do this up. The yay Trump ticket. I think this works. Like, Oh man, I, I, because I, all Trump has in his narcissism infused brain is just like anger at being slighted and joy at being praised. The idea that Ye was like, hey, how does Vice President Trump strike you? I mean, it's just, oh my God. He had to have been just like having his skin crawl as he was trying to figure out, yeah. like, how do I talk to this weird moron who just said the most offensive thing you possibly could say to me, Donald Trump? And so that happened. And then after the lunch, Trump was just sort of like, hey, that the guy that was next to Kanye, I had no idea who he was. Nobody knew. It was a total mystery, total mystery to us. This uh, Nick uh, Fuentes, I think is what it says on this thing here, uh, I guess, question mark. No now, idea. Uh, I'm sure our listeners know who Nick Fuentes is, but I, I had to do a little more digging. I didn't realize how much of a shitbag he was. I just knew he went hand-in-hand with being a Holocaust denier. I did not know at age 18, and he's not, hes I think he's 21 now, he went to the Unite the Right rally and is on video uh, marching and chanting with tiki torches and everything. Yeah, the thing that makes this so annoying is the fact that Nick's now getting mainstream buzz, and they they played one of his more ridiculous clips where... He talked about how, how having sex with women is gay. And um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I get it. Dunking on him is awesome. And he's a weirdly asexual or probably gay man who can't come to grips with these things. But the problem was is that Jimmy Fallon, when he played this clip of the whole like banging women makes you gay thing, he introduced it as saying that uh, this Nick Fuentes guy, he's an anti-vaxxer, he's an election denier, and here's his dumb views on sexuality. And the crowd all yucks it up. It's like, yo, Jimmy, you might want to lead up the Holocaust denial. And we're not just talking like boring, bland, like, ah, the Holocaust didn't happen or blah, blah, blah. 
Nick Fuentes is one of those in the weeds Holocaust deniers who like knows the excuses. Like there's a video clip of him joking about six million uh, cookies being made in an oven, and he goes through he goes through all the excuses that neo Nazis use about the Holocaust. Like he talked about like at one point he's like yeah, and at one point the red cookie cross said that like only two hundred or three hundred thousand cookies were made, and that sounds more realistic. And like that shit is. Um, um, when you really know your Holocaust denial stuff and you're getting into the weeds on it, that's like, uh, it's the difference between the grassy knoll and the storm drain when you're talking about JFK conspiracy nut jobs. Cause it's just like, Oh man, I, I, I literally just found out about the storm drain. Thanks to our having to talk about the negative 42 dub dubs, uh, recently. So I had no <laughs> idea about like a storm, the storm drains conspiracy theory was blissfully new to me. I, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. There's like, basically once the, the, the shot from the front, when people were like, Hey, there was no one on the grassy knoll, the angle doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. There's a storm drain, like, like near the grassy knoll, like right next uh, under the road where Kenny's like, most going by so the theory was someone poked a gun out from the storm drain shot the president and then just dipped back down ran through the swords and escaped amazing yeah amazing right exactly so i i i haven't done anywhere near as much on that as you but i've listened to like seven or eight hours of like kennedy conspiracies and that one has never come up Oh yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's, like, that's, 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 that's how you know. That's how you know you're in the weeds is when you're busting out that kind of shit. Ooh, yeah, so like that's, that that that's okay. the level of Holocaust denial Nick Fuentes is using. He's he's he was going through all the greatest hits I've seen neo Nazis use. So it's just like yo Jimmy Kimmel when you open up with the here's this weird guy with some weird views on sex and he's also a weirdo. By the way, he's also a hardcore neo Nazi and Holocaust denier. You might want to. I know I know that might like impact the yucks your crowd gets out of watching this guy talk about how banging broads makes you gay but uh no you should probably lead with that you should probably be like mm-hmm. now look this guy is funny and we're gonna laugh at him because he's a dum-dum but also fucking monster monster that we need to condemn for yeah, his nick, monstrousness nick fuentes and milo are definitely using kanye like they're literally using him to enhance their own to mark to network and like enhance their own Milo's trying to come back, and he's definitely been around in the shadows, creeping around, like, networking, obviously. And Nick is using this as a springboard to, like, touch people who have real power. Nick Fuentes never should have been let within 10,000 miles of Trump. There, I don't know, like, he has to still have a team, and the fact that they let Milo Yiannopoulos and Nick Fuentes, like, in the same room with him, it, like, whoever's on his political team it just needs absolutely, like, I, I don't understand how they're well, not the fired. Is that, well, t- Donald Trump is a star fucker, and uh, yeah. uh, h- hemorrhaging all of his clout all at once, like a spaceship whose fuel cell has been ruptured, uh, notwithstanding, <laughs> Yay is still a star. So maybe they yeah. were just like, maybe they did know. And they were just like, ooh, maybe we should tell uh, totally still legitimately the President Trump uh, that these people are are people he shouldn't dine with. That they were like, okay, hey, Mr. President, you shouldn't dine with these people. And he was just like, it's Kanye West, shut the fuck up. And they were like, actually, he goes by yay now. And he was just like, what did I just tell you about shutting the fuck up? 
<laughs> right. I'm yeah. gonna have I'm gonna have dinner with Kanye West and his weird little friends. Don't don't raid in this conversation at all. There's no way I'm walking into some sort of weird trap that's gonna make me look bad. I'm Donald Trump. I'm the savviest dude in the world. And... Speaking of which, didn't Milo claim that it was a trap that it was on purpose? Because Milo yeah. is obviously like a like a dumb dumb idiot who's gonna play every angle very transparently and try to get something to stick. Yeah, Milo was like, "Yeah, we like we got we got in the room with Trump to make him look bad because we wanted we want him to be, we basically want to tarnish Trump by associating him with Holocaust deniers, so that Trump will have no choice but to embrace the alt right for his presidential run <laughs> because he's going to offend regular MAGA by being hanging by hanging out with Nick Fuentes." But the thing is, is that Trump is not going to do that. He's just going to say, I didn't know who Nick Fuentes was, and I'm Trump, and the Republican base still loves me, so fuck off, you're going to vote for me anyways. And that's basically what's going to happen. But And I have my- to give it to him. I didn't know what that thing was is honestly the most like powerful move Trump could ever use because it's just so believable. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen what happens when he gets pressed on any issue, and it becomes clear that he doesn't know anything about anything. So... He no, probably I mean, didn't actually know who those people were. Hey, I mean, this is a guy who drew Sharpie on a map of where a hurricane was going. So it would go where he like, like he thought it would actually change the course of the hurricane and then like presented it to all of us. And we were just supposed to believe it. Honest so, question. Do, do you think Donald Trump believes that Kanye West now? Yay made sneakers. Do do you think that like that he's like well, the, that he he's, like, he's, like, he's like yeah he's like I know this I know this guy I hear about him because of sneakers right he's just like oh this guy he's like Michael Adele for sneakers. <laughs> I, man, I can see that I could absolutely see that if it, if oh. that came out I would believe it yeah 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 so this then led to uh, Ye going on uh, Tim Pool's podcast and. Um, yep. Yeah. That's the that's the correct answer to that question. But basically, Tim Pool is he's the guy who has uh, uh, Lincoln Parks, no, the Offspring's uh, drummer who wouldn't get vaccinated. Now drums for Tim Pool and his sad little alt right emo band. Uh, but our boy Tim, who wears a beanie, and that's his only redeeming quality, is that he's. Oh, right. I, I remember. The, yeah, I, I recall this dunking. We were dunking on him because he looked like Doc <laughs> Off Lincoln Park. Yes. Ah, yeah. uh, see. A- Tim yeah, Pool's so- a, a shitbag with a, a nice podcast studio that we will never have. And he has a bunch of Alex Jones cast off on his show because he's marginally more acceptable. So, well, but Tim Pool- if you were to say a racist or anti Semitic thing to get us over the hump and make enough money to get that office, what would it be? Oh, well. <laughs> and I, I open the floor to you. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, just so many. Yeah. So yeah. So so. Anyways, uh, Ye went on Tim Pool's uh, show, which is still allowed on YouTube, because he tries to toe that line between overt and and subtle anti-Semitism, and basically, like he gave them like. Kanye was basically doing his whole Jews are ruining the world thing. And Tim was just sort of like, Hey, I'm going to give you the mildest, like literally the mildest pushback about where you're going with this. And he was like, I'm done. Just literally he, Nick Fuentes and Milo all got up and walked out of the interview immediately and could not be controlled to going back. 
because if you're not allowed to, if, if they can't be openly anti-Semitic on your podcast, just done. We're done here. We're out. Like, um, and and Tim Pool's very minor defense Kanye had on is calling him Ye a, a respect thing. I, I don't know, like, why? Where's that name coming from? To, is, to he, he, he's he legally changed his name, as far as I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's okay. he. Okay, sure. I'm gonna just use him back and forth. So, uh, Kanye on two or three more times before that had said, "If I'm not allowed to be," uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, "If I'm not allowed to be anti-Semitic." Uh, I'm just going to get up and walk off this podcast. And he said that multiple times. And uh, it is my personal belief that he fully intended to get up and walk out uh, of that podcast. Well, yeah. And in just in case it was raining when he did, he wanted to wear those awful fucking boots. So he did. <laughs> and and, and then there's, there, there's that collection of the, the, the collection of hilarious photos of the palic around in like, where were they? Virginia or whatever. Like, I want to say it was like Roanoke, Virginia, or thereabouts. Some weird place. Uh, they're just like palling around. They, they, they went out for like hibachi, and there are like hilarious photos of, of Ye taking pictures with people. And he just looks fucking miserable. He looks miserable yeah. probably because he's in the middle of some sort of like prolonged mental break. Uh, but legally, nobody could fucking get him out of it. So we just like have to watch him destroy everything. Yeah, you can't make someone take antipsychotics, and in a lot of people's defense, I've known several people with bipolar, I don't know if, like, and I've been around them when they were having a break, and they didn't, you know, start saying, uh, all lawyers are, are Jews and they're ruining my life, and my personal trainer is an MK Ultra agent and was trying to have me arrested. That That's a thing he said. On the yeah, but that that does, I mean, as far as I know, that does actually just sound like high level paranoid thinking. Like if yeah. you're having an episode of something that includes paranoia, like suddenly, oh, for sure. I mean, like it seems very easy to paint all like to just be like, oh, like I feel like everybody is an agent out to get me. Who could possibly have the pull to pull all of this together? And that you know, thanks to the the society cultural mores and you know, the, the state of World War II and Nazism and all that stuff uh, and anti-Semitism over thousands of years, suddenly the answer comes to him. Well, of course, the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wow. And now he's surrounded himself with Milo Yiannopoulos and uh, Nick Fuentes. Both- now, I will say for the record, I'm not a doctor or anything, so mm-hmm. I'm not by any means trying to say that this is definitely yay having some sort of breakdown. He could just be a bad person. There are plenty of people out there who just suck. It so can maybe, be both. Maybe he's perfectly lucid right now, and he's just like, "Fuck it!" Like my marriage fell apart, and like you know, I, I I've just sort of decided to embrace what I've always believed that I hate this huge group of people or whatever. And uh, yeah, the IRS is coming for him because uh, seems like maybe he hasn't been paying his taxes. Uh, correctly for a that's long not true time. that's impossible shut up paying the right amount of taxes i don't I, i'm not even sure if that's possible i can't imagine a world where that's a thing no and, no no uh, no, no shot he no wesley snipes he was always my favorite growing up surely surely he never had any trouble with his taxes <laughs> uh, but yeah if you you can find the clips from the tim pool podcast 
I didn't uh, think... Don't do that. What? No, don't tell our people to go find these clips. That's... that's do no, that not, not from bullshit. But I didn't think Kanye could be more anti-Semitic. Every time I... Well, he's fully mask-off anti-Semitic now. It's it just... He is not even a double down anymore. He's doubled down so many times it's lost all meaning. It's just full on, like no questions. Well, unfortunately, and, uh, his his bad boy behavior is losing him a lot of his sponsorship deals. Famously, he is no longer affiliated with Adidas, and uh, who knows? Uh, so he's going to need to get some money coming in, and there's a good chance that he might be able to pair up with the good folks at Balenciaga, uh, who we're going to talk <laughs> about now. Uh, transitioning away from our discussion about Yay and Trump and all those clowns. Uh, let's talk about corporate clowns. Uh, a brand that maybe you know about, maybe you don't, called Balenciaga is in the news this week. And I'll throw it over to Mike to explain why. So uh, Balenciaga, which uh, I knew nothing about before this whole kerfluffle uh, happened, um, they had a ad campaign which featured in it uh, teddy bears that were wearing uh, BDSM gear, which <laughs> immediately uh, got QAnon and all and all kinds of right wing pearl clutchers all hot and bothered and freaked out over. Now, for the record, I have seen this photo. I don't know if you guys have actually seen the photo in question. Yeah, it I is weird. I do, like I genuinely don't know what they would be trying to communicate with it. It is just like you you can't see the head it's like from mid torso down a shot of a child like walking down the street wearing like a t-shirt or whatever like it's I, I seem to remember it being sort of sepia tone uh but and in their right hand sort of like at their side is a teddy bear wearing what is clearly bondage fetish gear like leather mm-hmm. rift cuffs and like ankle brace like a- anklets with like chains and stuff on them uh and something over the mouth i believe and that's yep. sort of it. That's and, and they're wearing like big oversized sneakers, and they're walking down what looks like a dirt road. I, I don't have it up in front of me. I'm just from memory. This is what I recall. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. Link. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, yeah, so, so I'm just like, hey, like, what the fuck are you trying? Like, what are you trying to sell me? I I, I don't even know what's tra- what's being sold. It's just it seems like like is this like a UNICEF thing? If so, what's the deal with the teddy bear and bondage? Is it like a bondage thing? If so, what's the deal with the actual child? I'm so confused. Right. right. It's it it is a photo that obviously missed the mark on every possible. Uh, direction it could be aiming at and on top of that 
you are putting yourself in a spot where lunatics can take the image of the teddy bear and the BDSM gear and the fact that it's with a child and start making comments about child sexuality, child trafficking. Um, well, you heard about the said the second photo in this. Uh, yeah. I didn't know if you were building up to it, but you know, no, this is, that, like for, for the little bit of research I did on this ahead of the show, uh, because I needed to find out what Balenciaga is, which I, I still don't right. really know what they sell. Yeah. I just know that they are brand now. I needed to make sure that wasn't a person. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, apparently, one of these other photos, it was like a, it was like an office, and in the office there was like a case that had a case number that referenced some uh, like child pornography case or whatever. Yes. So it's like, it's like that's either a weird coincidence or they were really trying something here, and it's just like, what's going on. So in terms of things to get a conspiracy theory minded hive of nut bars all like uh, violently vibrating their uh, abdomens to ward off predators. This is the sort of thing I could I could see getting them real excited about. It's it, because it does seem like there's like a strong indicator here that something is amiss, even if there's not. Just because of like it could just be a wild coincidence, but if it is, it's enough of a whammy of a coincidence that I could see people getting fired up over it. Yeah. Wait, is Balenciaga the one that made Kanye's White Lives Matter shirt? Uh, they may have, but I, I, I he was selling those himself, so he might have that might have been a ye promotion oh, of its own. No, but he, but they he was cut, they cut ties with him after he did that. Okay, yeah, sorry, but uh, he uh, he was wearing their boots in his in his sad boy post uh, Trump hangout interviews. So yeah, um, so that that nonsense was going on. But uh, Liz Crokin and other pizza gators are now all over this because this is how they get attention. This is how they make themselves relevant. And QAnon is all over. They're like, Balenciaga being exposed for what they're doing. This proves that we're winning and that the Great Awakening is real and that we're tapping into the zeitgeist and we're affecting public consciousness in a way that like you would have been impossible before yeah this seems like this seems like the wayfair thing but with like a force multiplier of there actually being a photo of a child involved right yeah this valenciaga has released a statement do you want to hear their statement oh uh, their statement followed by their massive lawsuit against the photographer who ran the ad campaign yeah that we sincerely apologize for any offense our holiday campaign may have caused our plush bear bags should not have been featured with children in this campaign we've immediately removed the campaign from all platforms and then like further down we take this matter very seriously and are taking legal action against the parties for creating the set and including including unapproved items for our spring 23 campaign we take child safety very poor and well-being very seriously Yeah, yeah. Mike's not this, this is their holiday ad campaign. Happy holiday! Here's a kid wearing a here's a kid with a bondage bear. Oh, it, it, it's, it's, it's brought to you by the Build a Bear Group. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's all connected. I've got my I've got my oh, my, my, my fingers making a circle around my eye as I speak. <laughs> we, oh, wow. We, uh, yeah. Uh, we're not Ron Braverman. Repeat. We're not Ron. Yeah, they're they're suing the whoever put the, whoever put those nasty things on the set. We're suing them. Whoever yeah, did they're, it, they're, fine. They're basically suing the people that they the, the the people they outsourced the ad campaign to. They're suing them. 
So sorry, ad campaign people, you're being aggressively thrown under the bus by Valencia for this uh, incident that may, probably was their fault, but they ain't going to take blame for it now because they're getting way too much heat on their on them, and they need an audience to sell six hundred and fifty dollars Simpsons T-shirts too. So yeah, um, as to if, if these photographers want to be cleared, all they have to do is show me the email they sent to their supervisor, being like. Are you sure I'm supposed to be taking weird photos of a kid holding a fetish bear? And if yeah. if they're just like, yes, do your job, idiot, then I will absolve them. Otherwise, at some point, somebody probably should have been asking the question as to why the child is next to the fetish. Like, what's yes. the deal with the child in this fetish? Yeah. yeah. And as of two hours ago, Stephen Crowder put out a video about how uh, just satanic panic shit with all this Balenciaga stuff, because it's all uh, it's all a satanic child pedophile conspiracy oh and, according and, and, to him yeah and andrew tate is doing the illuminati shit with it and the, the method of revelation where they have to tell you what they're doing it's we're, mm-hmm. we're we're going back to the vampire has to be welcomed into the building we're doing that shit again it just the matrix has to give you a choice it's just all this fucking trope shit that's been around about this stuff for forever and they're just going to keep repeating it for every new thing and people are going to buy into it because it's a well-established thing that exists in folklore and pop culture and it's how these dum-dums keep getting clicks and likes and comments and attention because it sounds it sounds appealing it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard but whatever Wow, I I hadn't seen any of these things. I'm looking at the the actual very controversial photo. <laughs> Holy shit! Not just the bear, <laughs> but the kid. Yeah, it's, it's by- really hard to like properly. The kids it strikes me as sort of like dust bully, right? The kid sort of looks like sort yeah. of impoverished. It's weird. It's certainly just like a bad. If you're trying to sell something with that, it's bad. Like everything about that sucks. It doesn't make me want to buy anything. And it's not like the people that would use that for consumerism, you probably don't want to be courting. Yeah. <sighs> so, wow. Anyway, Balenciaga, unforced error. What, what a bunch of clowns. Uh, but yeah. cer- certainly a lighter and fluffier piece. Because I don't think anyone was like actually trying to just be like, yo, you know what we're going to do? We're going to use this major boutique brand to sneak some, some CP adjacent stuff to the masses. I just think it was a bunch of people with very poor judgment and very weird artistic sensibilities, like really fucking it. And I do think that they were probably trying to be at least minorly antagonistic with it. But when it comes to stuff like this, any amount of antagonism is too much. It's going to make it's going to drive people fucking bananas. Yeah. Uh, Comedy may be legal on Twitter again, but um, hey, let's just not make funny goof up jokes about uh, child endangerment. And uh, let's let's just not maybe yeah can we not can we not please that would be really nice if we could avoid doing that that'd be that'd be just lovely it would be absolutely lovely I will say that only the Sith speaks in absolutes <laughs> uh, if only because and, and like this is a real tough thing to devil's Africa for but I did so when uh what was it what was it Warner Brothers that the, their Smash Brothers game multiverses is that what it's called I think it's yeah, multiverses, multiverses. yeah when that got announced somebody did some pretty funny fan art of just like Harley Quinn and Shaggy from Scooby Doo and Batman just like ruthlessly beating a steven universe like who's just like yeah. kind of curled up on the ground and they're just like surrounding him like kicking him and that is highlighting this weird like that is a joke that i think is fair play despite the fact that the punchline is a bunch of adults whooping on a kid 
because in this particular instance, like it's highlighting sort of this weird total disconnect with like this actual this actual product that's being pitched to consumers. Like, hey, this funny game. Like, yes, you can be Superman, and yes, you can beat the snot out of Steven Universe. Confirmed, child. And probably yeah. other children. Hey, do you like all the all the actual kids from Avatar? I'd be sure they've got superpowers. That doesn't make them any less twelve. Time for the Iron Giant to show up <laughs> and just really, really beat the shit out of them. And this is just like the the sort of like standard suspension of disbelief stuff you have to get on board with to consume a lot of our media. So I think, but I did see somebody taking offense to that particular picture on Twitter. Somebody was exactly just like, "Is this supposed to be funny?" The 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 punchline is like it did like is like you know abuse of a child and i was just like oh boy i roll sequence yeah. initiated i was just like just let it go <laughs> like this why, why do you have to fight this fight on this picture save, save the good fight for like actual stuff also if you're yeah. playing this game are you not going to engage with the person playing steven universe are you just going to demand that no one play that character against you because you don't want to hit uh, a fictional child like uh, I, I mean, know. yeah. Who knows? It's it's not 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 our call to make where the line is drawn. I'm just saying that maybe save your efforts for a, a stronger battle. Yeah, digital heroism and morality is weird and like hollow as it is. Like, <laughs> play any game where you have to go save five people and then you're done with the quest. Like, are you not going to save the rest of them? Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> nope. That, that'd be good. I, 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 I want to play World of Warcraft, and I'm just like I'm on a hardcore RP server with the first, the first crummy zone my character gets to, where there's like a perpetual spawning amount of people in danger. I'm just gonna stay there and grind it out until I'm max level. And if anybody asks me why, I'm just like, I don't know what hell is witchcraft is happening here. But every time I save one, another replaces it, and I'm going, man, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Anyway, uh, so we went a little bit long on some of those. So let's skip right to uh, the the last headline uh, item for the week, and that's going to be some new Q drops. Mike, oh, do we yeah. have Hark? If you listen, I believe it's the voice of Q. It is, and uh, here it, there were there were three Q drops, but one of them one of them was actually nothing. But and I'll cover it very quickly. But uh, here is the first thing that Q had to say to us in his glorious return. Be aware of false prophets. I am not a prophet. You are not a prophet. We are not prophets. Focus on the mission. So yeah, Q doesn't want you dealing with prophecy or people like spinning a yarn. He wants you to focus on the mission. No, this is about me. I started playing XCOM again and my guy on my team just rolled the random code name of prophet this is about me you wear <laughs> false prophets fuck them the rest it's the it's the healer on my XCOM team his name's prophet he's really dope excellent this yes. one's solved it's in the no, bag good good now uh <laughs> the, the off, it meant nothing yeah, the thing that's really important about this Q drop, and uh, there, there's actually a second thing that I'll get to after we play the other one. But the thing that was in this Q drop that a lot of people noticed was that Q referred to themselves as I, which is something Q has never done previously. Because in the QAnon lore, Q is a part of Q team, which is a group of 10 people or less than 10, as Q has said, and that they are the people that meet around the table and work, mm. uh, work on the operation to defeat the bad guys and save the deep state. And Trump is Q plus and blah, blah, blah. 
So Q is a collective. Q is supposed to be a group of people. So Q referring to themselves as I was very strange because Q has never uh, given themselves the gravitas of being a singular person waging this battle against the deep state because that's literally not what they were according to their own uh, story, their own mythology. And uh, when this was brought up to Jim Watkins on one of his live streams at Karma, (laughs) who made the list, unlike me, the worthless scum poker, uh, Karma posted the stream of Jim. And when Jim had it brought to his attention that Q did this, and someone was like, hey, Q used a pronoun for himself. This is ridiculous. He went on this angry, transphobic tirade about pronouns. People are using pronouns now. And blah, blah, blah. Is Q trying to like signal to the transgender people? I don't know what Q's doing here. It's real. Pronouns are so weird. And it's like, no, Jim, you're mad because someone brought up the fact that like Q is not an I. They are a they. And this is this isn't this isn't gender. This isn't that this isn't non-binary. No, this is the actual movement and what Q is supposed to be as a group. And you were just sitting there and you were I don't know. I don't know why you had a hair up your ass about false prophets being mad at people. But you were like, I'm going to let everyone know that anyone predicting shit's fucking wrong. And I'm not a prophet. And then someone's like, hey, wait a minute. Q's not an I. And then Jim's like, ah, you're talking like one of them weird trans people fucking nut job idiot so yeah so again jim watkins really good at writing q drops just aggressively stepping on his own dick yet again yeah what, what a what a what a tremendous blunder i was, I was gonna get fired for that blunder yeah, exactly exactly so now uh the second q drop the second q drop was literally someone was like hey q are you gonna do a q a soon and he's like yeah sure thing bro so yeah, great. We're gonna get a question and answer session from Q soon, and he won't aggressively curate the questions to make sure that he can't doesn't answer anything too spicy. So that'll be fun. But uh, the third Q drop was uh, I will I will play now. But the thing about this is is remember the first Q drop, which was literally let's not get into this prophecy shit. Let's not deal with all sort of magical hoodoo nonsense. Let's focus on the mission. So let's get ready for some totally mission-driven, total real politics, serious stuff here in the new Q-Drop. What is coded in your DNA? Who put it there? Why? Mankind is repressed. We will be repressed no more. Information is knowledge. Knowledge is power. Information is power. How do you protect your DNA? There is a war for your DNA. Protect your DNA. Ascension. Uh, Jim is much worse at this than Ron. Although, for for what it's worth, that would at least it could be that could that that's a spicy thing to decode because it could be in all sorts of horrible right wing bullshit. Is it like an yeah. anti vax message? Is it like a racial purity message? Is it a religious thing? It is vague enough to be interesting enough to the people that desperately want whatever Q says to be interesting. Oh, it's, oh, you said vax and my brain like clicked into here. It's gotta be a vaccine thing, right? Like, yeah, but I mean, there are, there are people that are talking about how this is like fucking starseed shit and how there's like a fucking God code in our DNA and (laughs) all this kind of stuff. I mean, this is like galactic federation kind of stuff. 
And that's what makes this drop so fucking bizarre because the first drop is just there are no faults. Don't trust prophets. We're not a prophet. Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then the next drop immediately after that is I've talked to God and God has some information about your DNA that he wants to share with you via me, Q, the prophet of God, which just really blew my mind that like, how do you go from talking about false prophets to then snap cutting to Let's talk about the message God sent to you in the DNA. Let's talk about that. What is hidden in your DNA? Right. Yeah. What secret messages, what hidden formulas, what could you possibly unlock from your DNA? And it's like, uh, how could you know that, good sir, if you were not a prophet who directly talks to God? Like, because the only person who could have put something in your DNA is God, unless you're just talking about your mom and your dad who made your DNA, because that's literally how DNA works. But that is not cool, because that's just linear thought that's boring. So, yeah, I mean, it's just that was so wild that we went right from focus on the mission, folks. Let's let's tighten this shit up. We got we got to get Kerry Lake in office. We got to overturn that Arizona audit. We got to do X, Y and Z to. uh, Yeah, let's talk about some DNA. Let's talk about some starseed stuff or vaccine stuff or. like Aryan nation bloodline stuff. Yeah. Any of those things. Yeah. That's totally mission focused. That's mission driven. <laughs> like any it, Q followers have the brains to do anything with DNA. Like, yeah. What? Uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to project my DNA. I'm going to cancel that like purchase I made with 23 and me. Cause that's obviously, that's obviously they're coming from my DNA at 23 and me or whatever. Oh my God. Like what are, what are we doing here? What planet are we on? Uh, well, we're on a planet where we're getting new Q drops. Maybe we should just be thankful for that. <laughs> oh yes. Thank God for that. Maybe, maybe on, maybe on Christmas Q will post uh, a, like an obscured photo of themselves holding an obscured photo of a decapitated head that may or may not be Jim Watkins's. And then we, and then we could finally be free. And we'll know that real Q daddy has returned. <laughs> that'd be the greatest oh, that'd be so good if only we could have our real dad back and, and and again everything is very obscured in shadow so it could be anyone but those are my guesses <laughs> as to who those things those entities are this hypothetical situation yes absolutely do, do we only get two dumb worthless new q jim q jobs i hate jim no wait, we, we got three what if there was him going 10 for good buddy we're definitely gonna do a q and a don't worry about it yeah yeah <laughs> We just didn't. We just didn't have. Uh, we didn't have Frosty voice that one because who gives a fuck? Yeah, sorry. I fully like. I was waiting for a oh god, like, yeah, yeah, blink the, the, from my own mind because it was such. Wow, nothing. we got we got two technically three, but really only two new Q drops. And already Sarge is bo- he's like, well, where's the rest? Aren't they for Salt? Calm down, it's coming. You gotta listen to I hate Jim Q drops. They're bad. Wait, give him time yeah, to settle in. Yes, he's, he's got to work his way into being Q. He's got to find his voice. <laughs> yeah, the other Q drop was literally an anon on the forums asking Q and A question mark, and then Q replying in time. So, at some point, he's going to set up a Q and A. Uh, the last Q and A, the last Q did went really well because he said that JFK Jr. was dead and the Earth is round, which upset a lot of people. So I'm sure Jim will not step on a million rakes if he actually does a Q and A because it'll it'll just go great. It's cube Earth. I've always been saying it. The Earth is a cube. 
Yes. The, the, the evidence supports all the science supports Cube Earth. Anyway, speaking <laughs> of uh, speaking of stupid people that are not qualified to answer uh, questions via Q and A, uh, let's get into our listener mailbag and our segment we call Q and A. Our listeners got questions, we got answers. It's time for Q and A. Uh, Pancake Peasant made it just under the gun because this this was posted while we were recording. It's only 41 minutes old. My God. Uh, what is the worst live action anime adaption and why? Oh, um, God. The, the Full Metal Alchemist one is pretty bad just because a lot of the effects work and they have to take. It's definitely re- not worse than Dragon Ball. Like I, I, uh, I, I, know, I know, I know that you've probably got a point to make, but I'm going to head it off with just a straight up fact that Dragon Ball Evolution is way worse. Yeah, I mean, you said that that one's so yeah, nothing. You can did, beat you that didn't one, even remember but... it existed, like because I think the biggest cardinal sin of Dragon Ball Evolution is that like it was a Western production that did have like sort of a budget. So the fact that they came back with something that was so out of touch with the source material was astonishing. And it looked awful. Oh, yeah. Just gibberish. Um, So nothing beats that one. That one is the king of them all. But if we're just talking about Japanese produced ones, the Full Metal Alchemist one is pretty fucking bad because they try and take like 60 plus like 60 episodes and smash them into one movie. And nothing has any weight, and everything looks terrible. Now it looks really good, but I will I will ask you this: What about the Yatterman adaptation from uh, Takashi Miike? That one was fucking gibberish. It was yeah. so weird. It's incredibly bizarre, um, which is like true to the source oh, material that- in, in theory, but like not. I don't think in the way that you're expecting. Takashi Miike is a real he's a real weirdo. I love that guy. I forgot about the Netflix live action Death Note. That one was real fucking bad. See, I mean, it was <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't great, but I like I feel like I feel like just the fact that they went out of their way to get Willem Dafoe for uh, what's his face there, the Death Angel. Like, I mean, fair, like I I thought that, that was close close Ryuk. enough to Ryuk. yeah, Ryuk. I was like, close enough to a genuinely good idea and effort to make it better than Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> When they were just like, hey, you, okay. you, know, you, know, you, know, you know who should be Goku? Some white kid. You've never heard of him before. Yeah. You'll never hear of him again. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, well, probably not. Also, for the record, there is a contender, but only if you consider, if you're the sort of person that would consider Avatar The Last Airbender an anime, the boy howdy is there a contender. And I think a, a better option because M. Night Shyamalan's adaptation mm. definitely had a budget. It had a tremendous budget. And there's no reason it should have been as bad as it was. Yeah. It's just, uh, yet again, someone not understanding the source material. Yeah. Like, literally, I, with no anime brain at all, was just like, like, uh, Airbender and Dragon Ball Z were really bad. And I'll, that they were my answer because I don't have anything else. I'm puddled, (laughs) puddled deep on this issue. So I can talk about the storm drain, but we don't, I don't get a lot of questions about the Kennedy assassination in the mailbag, nor do I want them. So. Yeah, don't worry. Sometimes, sometimes we get relevant on-topic questions about QAnon stuff, and that—that that is where Sarge and I are puddle deep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Reverend Xenofact, uh, thank you for that question. But Reverend Xenofact asks if Trump, Elon, and and either Watkins were dual-colored magic cards, what colors would they be, and what abilities would they have? Feel free to digress. Um. Ugh. 
Trump I feel like is, he, yeah, go ahead. E- e- Elon would be uh, Elon would be a blue black card where like the blue one would be like a control magic effect, and the black card would be a ruin or kill effects. It would be like take destroy. It'd be like a picture of him grabbing the Twitter bird, and then the other side would be the Twitter bird being killed. So I think that that would be the Elon card. I think Trump is uh, some sort of like fat red green creature with I was some literally sort of, going to say red green uh, hard, to re- hard to remove but with some sort of drawbacks some sort of like like you have to like sacrifice a, like an old lord of the pit style card it's like a four mana slum. eight eight four, four mana eight eight indestructible trample and at the beginning of your upkeep sacrifice it unless you sacrifice another creature some sort of shit like that yeah yeah he has his real rumbling slum vibes yeah um. but you know <laughs> re- like but but better because it's 2022 and rumbling slum would like be laughably bad these days you look at it and just laugh at yourself how yeah. bad it was <laughs> that's one of my favorite things about old magic cards we're like oh my god that card was so good back in the day yeah now it'd be unplayable trash because creatures are 10 times better than they were before yeah I, who were the yeah, other I targets was it was it was elon trump and who else uh the watkins boys the, uh, watkins the watkins boys yikes would, i don't know they'd be one of the new dumb fuse cards and if you get them both in play, they flip over and become Q. Um, I'd, say I'd say they're each individually uh, legendary double-sided creature cards that are bad on their face and have a flip condition where they turn into Q, who is also bad. Uh, but they turn yeah. into different versions of Q, and the Rod one is actually kind of playable. The Joe one sucks. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say that uh, Ron is merely the bonus pilot card for the Killdozer card, so mm. that when you get the Killdozer down, if you have Ron, it gets benefits. Like Ron can pilot the Killdozer more effectively than other cards. And it has uh, Ron, Ron, Ron and Jim are both like they're both Marvel overpower cards that somehow got like misprinted into Magic packs. So when you open one, you're like, "What the fuck? What the hell is this?" <laughs> the Ron, the Ron one makes clue tokens, but it's. It's however you do it is like over costed and isn't worth it. Yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, I, okay, I, feel, so I feel like we've, we've yeah. served up a nice, a nice Magic the Gathering style riff for a bunch of dum dums. Yes. Okay. So, uh, confidently befuddled asks, which what passion project would each of you work on if you had unlimited resources? Mm. Um, I'd love to have a board gaming channel. Of some sort, that sounds really fun because, you know, there's a lot of people that do it now, but, like, uh, Will Wheaton's gone, and he he discussed, like, the budget for their full production was, like, a ton of money back in the day. Uh, and, you know, Anime Girl VTuber would just be a full-on VTuber. Um, but, no, I, I wouldn't mind uh, a gaming channel, a board gaming channel of some sort, and or uh, streaming uh some like non joke editor, some sort of streaming. That sounds really fun. Not podcasting for sure. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to answer this question depending on how you want to read into it. Whether like at what scale of practicality versus like genie wish sort of style. Like unlimited funds is a lot of funds. Uh, so I'll give a broad spectrum of answers. Uh, practically. I would like to, I think it'd be neat to own like a, like a sort of like higher end board game cafe. We were talking about this the last time I saw Sergeant Person and it just seemed like it would be a good idea to have like uh, a board game cafe for like, you know, 21 plus and like with like a higher, because a lot of the board game cafes I've been to have like been really nice outfits, but the actual board games like themselves get sort of ratty over time. So 
I feel like if you had unlimited funds, you could pay people to be like board game sommeliers. They could be the ones handling the board game for setup and takedown. And you play them. And then in this way, they could also do upkeep on the games to make them look less ratty and decrepit. Uh, But if I have a medium amount of unlimited funds, like like I'm Elon Musk, but I don't have like a genie just pouring unlimited gold into my coffers, uh, I would love to spend an insane amount of money to get a bunch of people to design City of Heroes, but good. I want City of mm. Heroes, but good so bad. I like the stuff that they got right with the character creation and like the way that their encounters scaled up in quantity of enemies and not necessarily in like difficulty of enemies uh, was great. So I would love that experience like that, but but actually good on all the other fronts. And if I have Genie Unlimited money, uh, full dive VR slash upload. Uh, my my passion is to get my brain into a computer in some way. Uh, if I have to have my meat body still anchored to Earth to get that to work, so be it. But if I can just get my my entire consciousness into a computer, I would love to do that. Uh, I'll stick to the regular level money thing, and I would love to design like a really awesome uh, series of escape rooms. I love escape rooms; they are so much fun, and I really think that um, being able to. Uh, I just feel like it's an untapped market in a lot of ways because I just like see people working on stuff and there's there's really bizarre um, sort of thoughts about in the escape room community about stuff like someone I did a room and after the room was over this guy was like oh yeah this is like a level three this is like a version three room where there's no visible locks anywhere and I was just sort of like yeah I did get that after I did it but it it didn't like pop for me. It didn't make me go, Oh man, a lockless room. How good. Cause a lot of the fun for me walking into an escape room is looking at all the locks and being like, okay, we got a four, uh, we got a four letter four, a four. There's a four letter word that's going to lock that lock there. We need a three number combination here, a four, a four letter, a four number combination here. And we got a lock over here. that needs a key. So let's look around the rooms. There's a closet over there. Check in the pockets of the clothes. See if there's a key. I like that kind of like introduction to a room where you can like suss out things. Instead of you walk into a room and like everything's like, like opaque and weird and you're sort of like okay so we got some panels over there uh do something with them i guess i mean it's just mike you need to stop being so practical embrace the genie (laughs) wish money Uh, imagine how how great your escape room would be if it was like a resort experience for groups of eight people at a time like because you've purchased 14 city blocks in detroit and (laughs) it's just like hey you need to escape. So, like, w- welcome to the room. It is the name of this district. You cannot leave this district. You have to escape the district. Your time limit is seven days. Like, <laughs> and it's just like a resort experience. It's like puzzles for a whole week at your own speed. And, like, when you're not puzzling, you get to go to one of the various cafes with, like, funny pun names. Like, welcome to the Blacklight. We're here to serve you these. <laughs> Or are there solutions to the puzzle here? Maybe. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I, yes. If, if, when I win Powerball, we're going to create the room, the district. Yes. That is awesome. Uh, if I had that kind of dumb money, 
I think uh, trying to produce a television show that had a, a ridiculous budget would probably be like my dream there. Because I've all everyone's got ideas for stories in their head. Everyone thinks they can write the next Game of Thrones with an actual real ending. So yeah, I mean, like that would be that. I'd, I'd go. I would just go take George R. R. Martin's lunch money. It would be like if I had fu money, I'd be like, screw you, George. I'm gonna actually stick the landing. Unlike you, you dumb dumb. And he's like, I'm still doing House of the Dragon and making money hand over fist. And I'm like, yep, you did. Congratulations on beating Cap Capitalism, George. Even though you had no idea how to end your story, and the showrunners had even less. So. Wow! If you want to see somebody who's who's like sort of in the same pocket as George R. R. Martin, who truly defeated capitalism, uh, just check out Notch, the guy who created Minecraft. Oh, oh wow. yeah! When, yeah. When, he got, when he got his payday, he was literally just like, "Find me the most expensive mansion in Beverly Hills, and I'm buying it." <laughs> it's like, yeah, wow. <laughs> that's that's some real fuck you money. He also <laughs> decided to become anti-Semitic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it happens to anybody. What Once you get money, you have to know who to protect it from, and there's only one answer. And I'll let you do your own research to discover what the answer is. <laughs> uh, so thank you for the question. Up next is Eric Hayden, who says, have you ever caught or anyone cheating at your table or seriously suspected someone of cheating? If so, what are the signs you noticed? Um, most cheating happens in the pit and not poker, and it's almost always just what we call... Uh, Post betting, which is a term from horse racing where there's post time and then the horses come out and someone bets after the race is concluded. And that is what happens where someone wins a hand of blackjack and then there's more money on the table than there was previously. And the dealer's like, bruh, you didn't have like $50 up there. You had like $10 up there. And the person's like, no, I had two green chips up there. I didn't have two red chips up there. I don't know what you're talking about. And if they can bully the dealer into not calling surveillance or the floor, they can get paid out on that. And that's that's number one cheating. Uh, and if you see that, you just call security. You just throw them out at that. Uh, the one fun thing that happened in that vein was uh, we caught a dealer stealing money out of the pot in poker once. And that was awesome because uh, that guy was a real piece of shit. And having a absolute point blank, no excuses, you're fired sort of way to get rid of them was great. So uh it wasn't me who caught him. It was another floor person. But uh, once they told us the story, we were like, we were all like, yeah, we did it. The terrible person is gone from our lives forever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was awesome. And the dumbest and funniest thing was we called surveillance and liter like, literally told them exactly what the guy did. And surveillance was like, it took us five times watching it on the camera, but we finally caught it. It was like, he took money out of the pot and put it in his shirt pocket. How how did it take you five tries to see that? Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, so eventually surveillance came around on the obvious theft on camera that they saw. And then we got the we got the paperwork moving and that man was no more. So, yeah, that was that was that was Wonder Bar. So, who's, yeah, that's, who's uh, Puddle Dave now? The rest of us don't even deal poker. Uh, Right, exactly. I was I was literally about to talk about that. But yeah, so th that one was for me, apparently. So thank you for the question. Uh, Elon Musk has a tiny mishap, asks, uh, what do you think of my dog at Freddy Potatoes? And uh, I think your dog is adorable and the bow tie is sweet. So. Yeah, the bow tie really puts it over the top. Good dog. Yes. I yes, think it's disgusting. I, I hate that dog. I was gonna say it's like, it's like obviously a funnier joke if the audience could see the dog, which is like empirically just an incredibly cute dog wearing a bow tie. Uh, so if you want to visit, <laughs> if you want to visit the Hell World Twitter feed, you can you can see the picture of the dog and, and bask in why that joke was such such a Riley Rot sarcastic banger. 
<laughs> is are are we uh are we making hives or macedons anytime soon or are we just waiting until the ship crashes uh i'm i i have an, a, I have an account on post post.news and I, I i tried macedon for like five minutes and it just made my i just went right over my head i just don't yeah I'm macedon's sure like too complex to be where people actually land after twitter like no matter how like friendly it is once you get to know it like the the Twitter experience is not one of learning a bunch of horseshit. You want it to be yeah. the most user friendly, brain dead thing possible. So, uh, I figure I'll probably just be on Twitter until the wheels fall off, and then then we'll decide where we want to land elsewhere. Maybe maybe on I have, Tumblr. I have so a hive, I connect... but it's a secret. Yeah. I want to I want to accompany I want to be able to accompany my posts with pictures of my beehole. My and like I <laughs> to display my my bleached and waxed beehole to the world. Uh, and I think Tumblr allows me to do that now, as long as I'm not putting anything in the hole. Yeah, <laughs> it has to be artistic. It's just going to be incredibly matter of fact, like 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 a like a new like like the like the photo that accompanies a news article. <laughs> so, uh, Cleodor Silvestri, the Hellworld Grand Inquisitor, asks: uh, DeSantis is almost transformed into Trump, and Elon is well on his way there. Is Trumpism a virus or a curse, like lycanthropy or vampirism? <laughs> if so, how does how does it transmit, and who can stop it? So the hats, and um, it's uh, a mad haberdasher, some sort of time traveling haberdasher, has to come back and destroy all the hats. It's his quest. It's like Scooby-Doo and the 13 Ghosts, only all the MAGA hats. His quest never ends. He is our level one character in the in the hell zone that Elle was talking about earlier. He only has to destroy 20 hats to make the, to complete the quest, but he, he sees more hats and he cannot help himself. More hats must be destroyed. Evil, the- evil time traveling haberdasher sounds like the like something that's gonna pop up on the sequel to Gravity Falls. Yeah. It sounds like a very modern way to do a, 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 ch- a child villain for like some sort of like cartoon show that's with it. They that one of the episodes does have a, a president that was so dumb that we uh he was erased from history. He's like the sixteenth and a half president. And he appoints a Supreme Court of nothing but babies and uh makes a negative two dollar bill. It's pretty good. You should watch Gravity Falls. <laughs> I've tried to watch Gravity Falls, and I'm kind of like I'm not gonna lie. The first few episodes are pretty boring. Mm. Pretty boring up. indeed. I know they pick up because I've seen some later ones, and they are better. But I, it is not that I have not tried to watch Gravity Falls. And for whatever reason, I'm a weird stickler when it comes to shows. Like I'm not going to give it a pass and just skip through a bunch of the bad content to get to where it gets good. Like your show has to be sort of good from the beginning. Like Parks and Rec. I would not say that those first Parks and Rex episodes are great, but there was something there that kept me wanting to watch it. And then like a lot of these other shows that people insist are great, like I just fall off after episode three because I don't want to skip to episode 12 to find out when it gets good because I don't know who any of the fucking characters are. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, American Office. The Some of the funniest, the, the moments people all cite are well past. No one ever like cites moments from season one of American office and they definitely don't cite any from like the last two seasons. Uh, and, re- and remember listeners, this was a question about Trump lycanthropy. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how, I, I don't know how you okay, stop. Like, uh, the, the problem is the, the real answer to that question is very boring. Uh, yeah. It turns out that when you give somebody that is Caucasian or can pass for Caucasian, a bunch of money, they get conservative. 
because yep. because then they become afraid people are going to come for the wealth that they've accumulated, and like that's all that conservatives care about is the wealth that they can accumulate. It just is. That's why like yep. the, their biggest sticking point is like hey, I gotta pay five more cents per gallon of my gasoline. What the fuck? Yeah, your fucking mind? I'd rather the, <laughs> the whole fucking country to the ground than do that. And it's just like okay, well. <laughs> It's an extra what, like ten dollars a week? I know that that sucks, but like, are, do you really want to destroy democracy over it? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want Putin. I want Putin to take Ukraine in order to get the gas prices down. Fuck those people. I, I will see an entire nation genocided to the ground to lower my gas prices. And that is an actual argument I saw QAnon make. And our final question is from uh, Chairman Walkman from Beyond the Void, who asks, "What what is the idea? What is the what is the ideal breakfast sandwich?" Ooh, uh, now, now we're talking. There's, yeah, <laughs> the, the, there's a lot of wiggle room here. Ooh, I like uh, a ciabatta bun with egg and bacon. Now the cheese. You kind of got to feel it out. Some some mornings you want some cheddar. I, I, I'm i not getting too, like, out of the pocket here. The, the cheese and the sauce, you've got to you gotta feel it out. But that, that's that's where we start for the perfect breakfast sandwich, I think. I, I don't think you need a, like, it's like the umbrella and the toothbrush. You can only improve on perfection so much. Like, you can't iterate too far out. Yeah. yeah, for for my buddy, it took me a second to, to decide what I what my heart of hearts would say is this one. But uh, once I once I went through the permutations, I was like, it's been obvious the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it has to be from a diner diner with a properly seasoned griddle. So you want to go like after a bunch of the home fries and stuff for the day over in like in bacon and sausage have already been cooked on the griddle, and it, preferably if it's a griddle that's been in use for some time. Uh, so if you happen to have like a good local diner, go there. You get yourself a nice bagel grilled. No extra accoutrement on it, no butter, no nothing. Just grilled on a well-seasoned griddle, a little uh, American cheese because it melts real nice. Classic, like heavily seasoned uh, breakfast sausage, nice folded over egg. Boom. Classic. Serve with your choice of hot sauce or ketchup or nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm a English muffin, cheese, sausage. That's pretty much me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty boring square when it comes to my breakfast sandwiches, but I, I do love sausage patties. They are sausage patties so, are great. Sausage patty plus English muffin is a win for me because it's just circle on top of circle of deliciousness, and then put some amount of cheese on there for, uh, for I don't cheese and sausage just it's it, it's well accented meal, so it's a, it is good. It is that is my. That's my breakfast sandwich of choice. I like that we all went for different uh, breads. That's that's part yeah. of what makes breakfast yeah. secretly the greatest meal of the day. No, nobody's talking about how great breakfast is because you know you go to like a Michelin restaurant or whatever that I serve it up breakfast typically. But it turns out that breakfast oh. is where it's at. What's yes. the breakfast? What's the best breakfast sandwich? Has has three different answers, all of which sounds equally great from people. Yeah, and, uh, and so that's what we're actually going to do if we had infinite money: is create the greatest breakfast restaurant in the world, just fucking <laughs> immaculate <laughs> breakfasts all day. Uh, we'll just, we'll just serve breakfast at our board game cafe. Yes. It's also an escape room. <laughs> it's, it's it's inside the room, which is the, yes. the, the district of Detroit that is your escape room. Yes. <laughs> So if you if you want to take a if you want to take a break from your seven day escape room journey, you can come to our board game cafe and take your mind off it by playing like Carcassonne or whatever. Yeah. No, I would not recommend playing Carcassonne. I just wanted to choose an approachable game for our audience. I would suggest something <laughs> like Brian Boru, which is a much better game than Carcassonne. 
Yeah. 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 Ticket to ride. Give them something easy. Give give them the starter model. Yikes. And the kid at least yeah. do ticket to ride Euro, which is a better map. Yes. Like yes. A thousand okay. percent. Absolutely. Okay. Ticket yep. to ride Euro is your starter game. There you go. Boom. There you go. Nailed it. Okay. And so that brings us to our final question, which is what are you guys looking forward to? Um, well, a uh, couple things. Uh, 40k Chaos Gate uh, is getting its first DLC and it's adding uh, Dreadnoughts, the venerable combat sarcophaguses, which I've always found very 40k and fun. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Sarge, Sun. Sarge, Sarge, Sarge uh, let me interrupt you to propose Warcophagus. Thank you. Warcophagus. That's. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, Marvel Midnight Suns is coming out finally soon. I think uh, this next week. So I'm tentatively excited for that. I do have it pre-ordered, and uh, I like Fraxis games. I'm playing, like I said earlier, I'm playing XCOM again, and I like Marvel. So these are two great flavors that hopefully go great together. <laughs> but yeah, so th- there you go. Warcophaguses and uh, Marvel Midnight Suns. Uh, I am excited for you know. I don't really have anything that's like too, like pinpoint. Like boom, this is a thing that's happening soon that I'm fired up for. Uh, but not in a bad way. Like I just sort of like you know, I'm just sort of in 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 the between the holiday way, just waiting for the like friend gatherings and stuff. There's a bunch coming up, so I guess I could just say that I'm excited for uh, getting into the holiday season. There's going to be a bunch of uh, there's going to be a bunch of stuff going on that's going to be pretty exciting. And uh, since it's going to be dark and cold out a lot, especially once the snow starts to fall, it'll be ample opportunity to play some board gaming. I played the most recent Clank Clank Catacombs, and uh, it's sort of like a pretty good iteration on that formula. They've taken a lot of what they learned from Clank Legacy and Clank in Space and have delivered like a, a new sort of take on it, which felt actually pretty zippy for a Clank game, which can get kind of long. Uh, so yeah, we'll just say that I'm, I'm genuinely, uh, genuinely excited for the forthcoming Christmas season. All right. And I'm looking forward to the fact that uh, finally, after uh, the hell period of COVID, uh, corporate has uh, deigned to grant us uh, the chance for a Christmas party at some point this season, which means that now uh, I have uh, spent my days uh, traipsing about uh, ye old casino uh, being uh, hit up by people demanding that I, that I that I make sure to bring secret Hitler to the office party, and uh, <laughs> I have reassured everyone that yeah. that will happen. And I actually, the funny thing is, is that because we've had such a massive, it's been so long since we've done this that I've now run into people who've actually played Secret Hitler in the wild, and I now have people telling me they're going to crush me, which is I have never been shit talked previously uh, about this. Uh, about the board gaming uh, at the office party before now. Everyone was just sort of like, oh, we're going to have a great time. But people were just like, oh, oh, you're bringing Secret Hitler. Oh, I, you, I hope you think you're good at it because you're not. I'm going to get you. I'm, I'm going to mind game you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you. And I, and I just look at those people and I'm like, what if we're both liberals? What then? Like, you're just going to mistrust me or make me mistrust you so we lose? And they're just like, mind games and i'm like that's not how you play <laughs> like you, your role is different every time what if we're both fascists you can't fuck with me then you're just 
You're just on my team. And this is why I know that Mike Reigns is not good at Secret Hitler because yeah. the game <laughs> is always afoot. Everything, <laughs> every, every encounter you have with a person is an opportunity to get a little bit more equity out of them in a social deduction game. ABH, always be Hitlering. Oh, yeah. I, well, the thing is, is that the person who's doing this to me, I believe that they are absolutely as like transparent as a pane of glass. And that if I'm a liberal, I'm just going to be able to look at them and they're just going to crack. They're just going to crack like an egg and give away the fact that they're fascists. Like, yes, but, 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 but what you have said to the higher plane, you could do that to the Hitler. You could just... <laughs> You 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 could just you could just glance around the table, isolate somebody with your eyes, ask them if they're Hitler, and then uh, watch them fumble over themselves in, in peeing because you have timed yeah. them out immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Where they just immediately uh, yeah. like that's great. So it's always nice to just uh, arbitrarily choose someone, or sometimes you have enough info to make like an educated guess out of a handful of people, and you just you're just like you're Hitler, aren't you? And they just immediately it's just key and peel sweating meme. Like what? Yeah, what? Shit. what you I'm not Hitler. What are you <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Uh, it's going to be great. So yeah, that'll, that'll be both a hoot and a holler. Cause I have not played IRL secret Hitler or any secret Hitler in like years. So like just the, the fact that like people knew me as the guy that brings the board game to the gate, to the, to the office party. And they were just like, we got to do it. I'm like, Hey, no problem. No problem at all. I'm always up for a night of that. So yeah. So uh, me and L are both looking forward to board games basically. So it comes down to. Love it, love a nice board right. game. Yeah. Well, you know, on that note, it's time for us to uh, secretly uh, scurry back into our uh, drainage area and ru- and sprint through the the sewers away from the uh, spot of the crime in Hellworld and safely away from this place for the week. Thank you for your support. If you'd like to continue to support the show, you could do so for free by giving us a five star review wherever you get your podcast from. If you have some money in your pocket and you would like to donate it to us, if you're in a giving sort of way this holiday season and you're like, hey, I'd like to support those jerks, well, these jerks will take your money uh, via Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. Uh, you can donate however much you'd like uh, from $2 and up, but if you donate $5 or more a month, you get access to all of our bonus content, including our several series of uh, Dissecting Q Media, such as Cabal and What We Do Out of Shadows uh, and Mule's Errand. So go ahead and take a look there if you're interested. If you've got money and you don't want to give it to us, you can do some good with it in a variety of ways, one of which is donating it to lovewhat46.org, their organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Big shout out to uh, DJ Minimal Effort, as always, for the use of our intro song. No Soch for DJ Minimal Effort. So once again, screaming into the void on his behalf. Thanks to our buddy Frosty, who you heard this week is uh, Q. You hear every week is the voice of all of our bumps, but back to his Q bullshit. You can find him on Twitter at FrostyVO. Speaking of Twitter, for the time being, you can find the show there at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O. You can find my Twitter personal, uh, uh, well, you know, personal enough. Uh, at Hellworld L, spelled the same way as the show. Sarge is at Sergeant Hell, and Mike Reigns is, of course, at Poker Politics. So, for another successful episode of the Adventures of Hellworld podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined by our good friend Sarge and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Reigns. Good speed, Patriots! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.